the 12th episode of Hashtag Wolves. I'm your host, Noah, and as always, I'm here with my co-host, Will in the Wolves Den. How are we doing? Feeling good. I'm feeling great. Just got we were Fresh off a win, right? Yeah. Just, just watched the game. We just got done watching the Wolves take down the Wizards, so we're feeling great, and it has us sitting at 2-1 and one for the week. There's a lot of news to talk about, including a big, big signing. Noah, I don't know if you heard, but Derek Rose, former... MVP of the National Basketball Association is signed with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Heavy emphasis on former. Yes. <laughs> former, 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 former MVP. Yeah. So what, I mean, what were your initial thoughts? You were out of town, so maybe you didn't get the local buzz. Oh no, I felt it all the way down to Florida. I'd have to say sort of, I think there's a big sigh amongst those who have been following Rose's decline. If, if you were, like, a rugby fan in the U.S. for some odd reason, I'm and you heard that Rose got signed at the NBA, oh, like, isn't, that's that's the MVP guy. Yeah. But, like, I don't think you're the same person when you have two different knees. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know if he's still, theoretically, Derek Rose. His next surgery at the Mayo is free, though. It's kind <laughs> of a logo punch card. Offer. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, and it was a little late for a, for a good title. So we, we bounced a few titles back and, and landed on the, the final rose. Yeah, last week. In lieu of The Bachelor. Right, last week The Bachelor was really, really hot. It would have been great to have this land, you know, if Tibbs was more of a Bachelor fan. So just cut us some slack on that, I guess. Right, well, I could just picture, like, so many gifts of... Tibbs over Ari's face. You guys are going to learn I'm I'm a big Bachelor Closet fan, you know, and just saying, <laughs> him talking to Chris Harrison like, I really want to give the rose to Darren. <laughs> so <laughs> that was Maybe me. Maybe crack a smile for the first time this season. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But then go back on it. Or is this him going? So we could have done all sorts of comparisons, but. That'll be a, another premium podcast. Right. In summary, rose signs with the wolves. And yes, I'm a Bachelor fan. So we got both of those things to talk about. In actual Wolves news, we (laughs) are going to cover three games. Last Thursday against the Celtics, Sunday against the Warriors, a little afternoon basketball, and then this most recent game against the Wizards Tuesday. So Noah, why don't you get it kicked off? You have the loss on the week. Get us started. Scheme of all of it, I'm quite okay with this loss. And even almost while watching this game, I think I felt the same way. Just because right from the start, you could see that the Celtics came out with a better team. I mean, without having Butler, and maybe even with having Butler, it just seemed like they had our number sort of through the whole game. And I wasn't too pumped up about the Rose arrival Mm -mm. to begin with, just because the first thing I did was look up his box plus minus for all players who have more than 10 minutes per game, you know any average fan would do. Right. And he is 391 of 399. So not sitting too hot. Where you want to be number one, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's sort by, all right. It's kind of like golf. (laughs) Makes sense. Wasn't really buzzing about that. But Bielitsa kind of got me back on my feet. Had a few fist pumps down in Florida. Name was pronounced wrong every time for a couple quarters until they flashed to like the phonetic pronunciation on their sheets that's tough so they they figured it out i'm I'm proud that they sort of admitted their mistake and didn't just stick to their guns they can pronounce 30 points though right because belly was balling Mm -hmm. i i think he honestly just took the presence of butler in his place and did great i was really pleased with it i felt like it was good for him to get some national attention i think him and tyus people 
I don't know, you see who gets minutes and probably the points per game, right? Both, which are biased stats towards minutes, obviously. Right. So you don't really get to see the overall picture of these players. And so I think when they actually put eyes on Tyus and Belly, a lot of things start to happen. I find sometimes they're talking about Tyus more than Tegan games. And then Beale, it's just a lot of times because of the EuroLeague MVP, and they sort of find like catchy headlines to go on. So right. I think they're definitely getting, their stocks are both going up. And I think it's good to see, given that they're both sort of advanced analytics players, just like Taj. So yes. I think it was it was a good week for me, you know, just because Taj kept it up. Towns has always been efficient, but he's really just put the team on his back. And Tyus is right there as well. Tyus right now is eighth in ESPN's Real Plus Minus which is one of the most like respectable all-around stats. Obviously, if we're going to sit down with a bunch of analysts, I wouldn't pretty take hot over, take. Yeah, I wouldn't take him over like Chris Paul or James Harden at this point, but it speaks to how like consistently he plays and how he gets the most out of his minutes. Mm-hmm. And we obviously, it's a different look with Belly in at the three than Jimmy Butler. There's like questions of, is he better defending fours? better defending threes or should we just sit him at half court so we can just go back on offense and yeah, just it's true. give up the bucket speaking but, of that Bielitsa got matched up with I'm, I'm kind of bouncing around here but I remember a lot of the Golden State game yeah Bielitsa was carding they're they're happy that we had a big three four and five mm-hmm. but they're also like wait a minute is that Bielitsa guarding KD yes <laughs> so there's I think he gave up a lot, but he played well offensively. It's sort of what you'd expect. I think he did the best he could do yeah, absolutely. in that game. So we get that like different look on defense, but I mean he gives us some three pointers and I thought he played, you know, well enough against Durant. Clearly really like the one shining spot against the Celtics, you'd say. Yeah, definitely. And I like and our efficient guys stayed efficient. So I, I honestly like watching the game, I just felt like we were doing everything we could. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like the Celtics really just had us. So I, I, I know I kind of breezed through it, but it's really just all I had to say. It was one of the first games this year where we had a we had a loss, and I just didn't feel like I could point much out. As always, we can play better defense, especially with that the lineup that we had and without Butler as a defensive leader, mm-hmm. skills wise and just leadership. But I mean, that's not what we have belly for, so that's not exactly what I expected out of him in the game. I definitely agree. I mean, an expected loss, not one that was too devastating, and we didn't have the time yet to work D. Rose into our high-powered offense. So <laughs> we'll kind of no, we give the not. Wolves a pass on that one. Yeah, so then like going to the Warriors somewhat, I think Tyus also just, I mean, he's playing the Warriors like in these big games. He just, have you ever seen him sort of flustered? I know Teague's probably more of an athletic, better shooter, things like that, but I you'll see these sort of like dribble the ball off the foot moments and just more sporadic has a little more shabazz in him mm-hmm. or ties i just i think he thinks his basketball iq is just way up there right i would say it's comparable to jimmy's but he doesn't have the skills of jimmy and i just i just never really seen him crack he's incredibly poised i always see him making the right play he yeah, he gets like steals and kicks on fast break. Just anything that you would want your like fourth grade son or daughter to do on their Saturday morning tournament, Tyus does it and he does it on time and on target. So yeah, nothing but praise for him. I thought he played well. So yeah, big, big ups to your points on Tyus. Mm-hmm. 
And then Taj sort of kept it going. Most of my notes are from the first quarter, so I got pretty pumped about him when he was just getting us off to a hot start against the Warriors, just drop-stepping on him, putting the two in. I don't know what else. Like He shoots a couple mid-ranges, but I've never seen someone who has pretty simple moves but just sort of bullies his way to efficiency. And he's big on using the rim to protect his shot from like a shot blocker and some of the guys on the, I forget who was doing the broadcast, but it was a national game. And they're like, oh, there he goes. He's, he's pivoting. And then he flips to the other side of the basket. So Zaza can't block it. I'm like, that's just Taj all day long (laughs) using that rim to his advantage. So Mm -hmm. a lot of the Warriors broadcast also talked about, there was an interview with him where he said he needs to sort of take over Jimmy's vocal leadership. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really interesting because we've been talking about him all year as the number three skills player on our team probably but he's never really come into our our leadership type conversations right i think that's where towns and butler have been talked about and still still are i think you know you can't really force yourself to be a leader in like two or three days with butler gone so i don't really expect that much out of him but it's nice to see that he wants to put the effort into it yeah i don't don't see it emerging though it's always interesting to see non-vocal guys step up into leadership roles, not only like on this professional stage, but even your high school team or something, they can always do like a little bit more to step out of their comfort zone. Pull guys aside, maybe. Right. I wouldn't be surprised that Taj is like doing that at practice or you see him like a little bit more fired up in games. Yeah. Yeah. But he, yeah, he stepped up big time. One of the things I remember reading or not listening to on the radio after the game was like how Clay Thompson just couldn't hit anything. So, I mean, he obviously got some of his buckets, but... 8 I, for 22, 3 for 12 from 3. Yes. And, and to be quite clear, like, while watching the game, Curry's out, but also Butler's out, so I really counted that as, like, a no... That's a push, yeah, for sure. For me. And then they gave us... You know, when Clay goes 3 for 12, if he takes 12 threes, he's going to suck some of the points away from right, the Right, exactly. So that, but, but we capitalized on it, so I still give it an above-average grade for the game mm-hmm. that was a that was like a big part of i didn't watch the game in real time but i did catch it on replay just dedication to the pod so <laughs> i was like all right let me see how clay's doing he hit his first couple of shots and then in the third quarter he must have taken like a masonry class at halftime because he was laying some bricks <laughs> out there so we're happy for him you know yeah. furthering your education i'm also just happy i got to wedge that joke in i kind of circled it back to our clay discussion to hammer that one home so Nice, nice. Respect the biz on that one. And Wiggins, 9 for 16. Not bad. So, you know, usually we see the 23 points or whatever. Yeah, 23 points, and then you scroll over to the field goal percentage. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. How many shots did it take to get there? Oh, that, that's too bad. So, it was good to see, I mean, some efficiency. And Beal needs to slow down a little bit, 4 for 12, and then 1 for 4 from 3. But I think he was still out there doing his thing. And he, I think he really kick-started the first quarter, just like yeah. Taj usually does. And yeah, and enough guys stepped up. You know, we're not expecting, it's not a next man up like, Belly, you are now Jimmy Butler. It's, we need more from Tyus, Teague, Taj, Belly, Towns, you know, Wiggins too. So, and Towns got a lot of volume. Do you have any sense of how many shots Towns took in the game? Because I, I've been like really not happy with his volume, especially late. 24. In games. Yeah. And next Tyus was 12. That's 16, definitely sorry, what but... you want like he he scores a lot but he tends to eat up kind of the first half and then for some reason he gets to be a little invisible in the offense mm, i think you you can sense jimmy's absence in him and i think he really is just being more aggressive overall right. i think it's been good for him i think it 
will show them that when Butler comes back, they can both be aggressive at the same time. Yes. I mean, even like playing pickup or our JV experience, like when you're the second best player on the court, you play entirely differently than the first, like the best player on the court. Right. And so now he just clearly knows he's the best. Mm-hmm. And so I think he's just making those types of moves. And so hopefully he can channel that when Butler gets back. Right. And that, I mean, that even carried over to the game against Washington. I'd say Towns really has the game. I mean, similar kind of story. Towns has a great game. Belly plays really, really well. We eked out a 116-111 victory, not just, but minutes ago. Washington really outplayed us in the first three quarters. They got to the line more. They shot the three better. There was a point where we had like only two, hit two threes in the game. And then we just turned it on and won the fourth quarter big time behind like a mini 7-0 run by Belly and like precise plays by Tyus. And yeah, it was overall just really, really solid. And I was kind of shocked that we look up and all of a sudden... Wolves win, you know, promo code Papa John's. <laughs> was it half off a large? Uh, I think so, yeah. That's local listen. Well, like, can we buffer it to, to have that just be local listeners? Do we get a cut of their revenue? We'll make some calls tomorrow to okay. Papa John. <laughs> uh, none of our starting five shot below 40%. So I think that's sort of what drove the game. I mean, Towns going 13 for 17, 8 for 8 from the line, 3 for 3 from 3. Right. So he's just, he is kind of our new Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, I could even just, I would be happy with more shots from him. Like, I was going to mention 17, that's not... Uh, I was going to mention this at the top of the show that, uh, like, look at what Anthony Davis is doing in New Orleans, where it's like, oh, Boogie's out, like, I am the offense I'll now. just take his shots. Right, and <laughs> who who say, like, their games are slightly different, but Towns can't do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the Wolves are kind of content to attack it a little bit differently. Maybe they can split the difference somehow between those two approaches. But, yeah, overall solid game from Towns. I really shouldn't be uh, complaining about his shot volume, especially with a win. Mm-hmm. And I think Tyus, like, I've just been, I sort of keep an eye on him, like, just scroll down to his stats after every game. And it seems like he just keeps getting these random, like, two for four games, a lot of assists, mm-hmm. sort of just grinds it out. So I, I, th- I think he's more of a backup than we could ever ask for and I mean Belly I think Belly and Tyus I really put into sort of the same pool so far through the year where going into the season you just didn't really know yeah you know that Belly what year league MVP can shoot the ball tall enough so he can pull guys out to be good you know Wolves needed that and is Tyus is a composed IQ you know mm-hmm. but you didn't expect this level of play from either of them and I think that's what's really driven some of our success when Maybe Wiggins is having an off night. Boz doesn't show up to the game, and then we sign Derrick Rose. Right? <laughs> yeah, that which adds like a shorter Boz that also won an MVP at some point. So yeah, and I'm sure. Do you think it's just like a locker room pickup? Um, I think it's Tibbs doing a favor for his guy because look at how he plays. He now plays a three guard rotation with Tyus Rose and Crawford. He would never do that with Aaron Brooks. Like, he just has this thing for Derrick Rose that I just do not understand. And Aaron Brooks is, I, I mean, p- people will, like, kill me, but Aaron Brooks is better than Derrick Rose. He shoots year. the three better. He's just, like, if you just look, pick any sort of all-around stat you want, and he'll be above him. Yeah. So I, I, don't, I don't know how to argue. Like, you know, when there's sort of some here, some there kind of thing, I don't, I don't see that. Yeah, he, a lot of the talk was... The Wolves need three-point shooting or wing depth 
or perimeter defense, and he brings <laughs> none of that. You sign a point guard that is like a slasher. It does. It just doesn't make any and sense. And Tyus has blown away every expectation, and Teague has been up to expectations. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, there, you can't make stones of it unless you throw in some weird side take like that. You know, his Tibbs affection for him, or he was once an MVP, so he at some point he was a leader, and he'll have chemistry with Taj and Butler, right? You have to just have sort of these subjective takes, which which are hard for me to do, right. as you know, but. There are, there's some value to them. Well, you know, you talk about a rental for, like, the playoffs or something. Yeah. This is, like, the reverse of it. Like, Derrick Rose is renting the Timberwolves. <laughs> and just, like, it's like a workout session for him. I have no idea. Yeah, and they keep, like, oh, he was he was working out every day at Cleveland State. Yeah. And it's, like, I'll find you 50 guys who were on an NBA team on the bench and underutilized. Right. And would love a shot on the Minnesota Timberwolves. You know who else worked out every day since, like, the All-Star break? Noah Ford. You know? so But you don't hear a lot of... Had a lot of free time vacation, that. people. Yeah, that's right. But Tibbs was not knocking on your door. So. I've got my signature ready. Yeah. yeah. So, NBA contract. I mean, like, all jokes aside, I don't get the Rose signing. And, like, I wish him the best because that means the best for the Timberwolves. But I have low, low expectations. I sort of laugh at, like, the Timberwolves stuff. But yeah. now it's the furthest thing from a joke. Like, right. If anyone wants to make fun of us for that, they're, they totally have every path and right to do that yeah it was just it's open season for that now it's it's nuts but despite all of that no panic button being pressed for your wolves this week no this is a hundred percent where i like i thought or we were sorry where i hoped we would be mm-hmm. post butler injury like right. you'd be crazy if you said oh well you know i think we should have eked out three and oh this week and picked up those three w's with butler's absence celtics warriors and wizards three top five, six teams in their respective conferences. Yeah. So I don't, two and one's great. It's good to see. Obviously the Rose signing sort of takes over the headlines for a bit, but hopefully they'll get the respect they deserve. And with the Western conference right now, just being so crazy, there's equal chances in my mind that we end up in a three seed or an eight seed. We were texting a friend today who is a little short on Wolf's knowledge and wanted to get a little pick me up before going to the Wizards game tonight. And I, yeah, I said that, there's it's centered around the five seed yep. and there's a standard deviation of two so like three and seven are equally possible in my definitely mind. in the picture yeah i gave him this little paragraph summary and you basically sent him an excel graph so <laughs> it's kind of the two the two different sides of uh where Left we brain, think right the wolf brain. season yeah yep. um yeah i i was shocked and it made me start to think like wow looking forward to the spurs game we could definitely beat the spurs Without Kawhi, they're slumping. Yeah, yeah. they're more I mean, a better team than the Spurs right now. I would hope to say. Right, and they're at the Spurs, I think right? They're yeah at the Spurs. They're tenth in the West right now, so you know the standings shake that out. I thought the Rockets could very well be on their winning streak. When I was thinking back and kind of planning for this episode, they lost to the Raptors, but I was like, ooh, if the Rockets were still on their winning streak, would they have like a letdown game against the Wolves, mm-hmm. or say they won the? or lost the game right before the Wolves, would it be like a double letdown, drop both games? We'll probably lose the Rockets is what <laughs> is what I'm ultimately building to. But Yeah, I, I think that's a, a sound theory. Yeah. I saw something from ESPN, ESPN Today. So if you combine like the finals chances of the Raptors, Rockets, and Warriors, it comes out like 85-90% chance yes. that it's going to be one of those three. Them and then OKC for some reason had a four percent chance. I think because of playoff experience. But Russ Westbrook. <laughs> yeah, I, something weird like that. 
But yeah, I, I think it's just emerging that those three teams are sort of just a separate league right now. Yeah. You look at the Western Conference, it's Houston, Golden State, and then it drops to like 10 games behind or something, like 11 or 12. Yeah, despite Portland and New Orleans streaks. That's why I say like three through seven is just open season. So if you pick up a three seed and go to the target center for the first time in years and play a six seed, it's just going to be awesome. The electricity that we saw against Golden State, just watching that game, yeah. was crazy. It was close the whole game. Golden State sells out like crazy against the Wolves. You name it. Like, it right. was just a perfect storm. So I think it was a good preview of what the stadium will be like when we're there for the playoffs. Yeah, and it's good to see the Wolves kind of keep the ship upright, you know, keep going in the right direction because we want to keep that excited playoff atmosphere. I think a lot of it has to do with home record. We have, we're tied with Golden State and Houston for home wins. Oh, did ESPN throw that into their fancy finals calculator? Yeah, well, this podcast's been great, but I think I'm moving on to greener pastures. (laughs) Got it, got it. All right. (laughs) Basically, we're in the field, but life is still good. Yeah. Wow. Two and one feels mighty fine, I'd say. I'm sitting pretty. Yeah. So. How? How? 